This is The Right Connection. This podcast is designed to help you choose the right words and stories in your business content to create authentic connections with prospects, clients, partners, and colleagues. Now the host of The Right Connection, Catherine Burroughs. Thanks, Carl. Welcome back to The Right Connection. Today, I have the honor of chatting with Susan Luke Evans. For the past 30 plus years, Susan has taken her personal experience and combined it with extensive ongoing research and been consulting to and coaching with leaders on all levels on one of the key ingredients of success, how to elevate your message to maximize your influence. In fact, she's recently published a book, Return on Influence, which tells us in much more detail about the new currency for leaders, storytelling. I just want to read a quick bit from page 18 of the book uh, in the foreword. When a leader shares who they are and why they are engaged through sharing their story, it opens the space for everyone to participate. Susan decodes how to do this and demonstrates why it is ever more important. Imagine your impact when you can find the stories in you that truly convey who you are and why your mission and goals matter. So, Susan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Lovely to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you for joining us. And can you talk a little bit more about your process and share some of your insights? I have been working with organizations all over the world, which sounds very grand, and I don't mean it like that. It's just the luck of the draw, so to speak. But I've worked for the past almost 20 years in over 50 countries and on six continents and and uh, with a variety of different industries. And I've worked with them in the areas of communication and leadership. And how does that work together and all of that. Plus, before I started this business, I was the CEO of a small technical services company in Hawaii. And so I have experiences on both sides of the desk, so to speak. This book came into being probably almost 10 years ago. And and it didn't really take me 10 years to publish it. It got put on the back shelf because life happens. And there were other things that took over in terms of priorities for me. During the first wave of the pandemic, I decided, hey, I should get that out. Maybe this will give me something to do since I can't go anywhere. That's what I did. I developed a model, which I call the influence pyramid. And the influence pyramid is a gradual definition of influence at different levels of the pyramid. And most leaders, in my experience, think a lot about how they're going to say things or what they're going to say in terms of communication, but not a lot of them give very much attention. And part of why I wanted to write this book was to sort of bring it to everybody's attention that this is something that we do subconsciously and spontaneously if we don't pay attention. And so there are, as I said, these five levels. The base of the pyramid is known as the compliance level, and then comes the participation level, and then comes the buy-in level. And then comes the leadership level and the top of the pyramid is the visionary level. So I had a lot of fun and there's a ton of 
case studies and examples of different industries and different leaders that understood this concept and used it to their advantage in a variety of different scenarios and different times in their business. I love that. And I mean, that's one of the reasons, you know, that I reached out to you is because we both have this uh, storytelling and I love the concept of return on influence that if we invest in telling these stories with our time, with our energy and with our emotions, we get this huge return on influence. On page 44, you write, increasingly leaders who invest time and effort in learning how to craft and tell stories that engage, teach, and empower are having an easier time moving their teams and organizations to where they want and need them. This is the opposite of those leaders who keep presenting information in charts and graphs alone. When leaders are as good at shaping, using, and telling stories as they are at collecting and analyzing data, they have a much easier time influencing the changes they envision throughout their organization. And then you continue on page 46, the habit of sharing and teaching with stories of personal experience helped create a new culture of responsibility and empowerment. Um, So maybe you can talk a bit about that, how your process works in practice how your expert insights are applied to an organization, and maybe tell us a story. In my experience, and quite frankly, when I really started understanding how stories are important within organizations and within the daily operations, many people in business, when they first hear about using stories in their business, they kind of immediately jump to the business's story, the corporate culture story, and and how the business evolved. And there's nothing wrong with that, nothing at all. But that's not what this book is about. It could certainly influence those stories as well. But this is about every day helping people to see things. Because when you tell a story that has a point, not just to tell the story, and that addresses a specific issue within your organization, within your team, people will remember the story. But with one client I had, they're actually the client that asked me if if I would do storytelling for leadership. And I said, what? I've never done that. They said, well, you tell stories every time you do a training session. And they said, well, we want you to work with our executive committee because they're having a hard time communicating with each other. We think this is going to help them. It was at a chemical plant. And so we began to talk about stories. And I started the session by telling them a story about my son when he was three years old. Had nothing to do with this except it had everything to do with helping them understand the concept behind sharing their personal stories, their personal experiences. So I told the story. Then we talked a little bit about it. We sort of debriefed it. I gave them a few other pieces of information about story structure and things like that. And then I said, here's what I need for you to do. We're going to go around the room. And I want each of you to tell me in one or two sentences one specific thing that you need to communicate to the team that you work with this week. 
So they all kind of looked and I said, I don't even have to understand it. This is not about me. This is about something that perhaps you've been trying to get your team to understand it and to do things a different way or whatever. They all had, you know, very specific things, one or two sentences. We went around the room. And then I said, okay, now you have 10 minutes to come up with an experience out of your past. And your past could be as recent as this morning, but something that's already happened that will illustrate that particular point and then you're going to share your stories well i could have sold tickets i mean they were amazing and they had such a good time with it and so then they decided well you need to do this to all of our supervisors and all of our managers and it was good job security for me but that was not my intent at all but we did have a lot of fun with it that's when my when the first idea started taking shape in my brain. And I've done it numerous times, of course, since then with a variety of of different clients. It helps people to remember things so they're not bored and they don't listen. So it takes some time. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's not a silver bullet by any stretch. You can't just do that in your business. You still have to crunch the numbers, you still have to look at the bottom line. But typically, in my experience, the organizations that I have worked with, once they well implemented first and then integrated this into their corporate culture, it allowed their daily operations to run more smoothly, to get more done, ultimately, because people were having a good time. And I just believe that when you are communicating and you are vulnerable enough to share part of your journey with the people that you work with to help them understand so that stories can be fun. They can be funny. They can be about your childhood, your grandparents, another job you had, something that happened at that particular organization two weeks ago, two months ago, whatever. And once people get in the habit of remembering what happened and how can I communicate that back to my team or my friends or my family, then that's when you see culture change. That's when you see a different mindset among, at least among the majority of people that work there. It's deceptively simple, (laughs) if that's a good term. And people will remember it, that the bullet points on the slides are fine. But what gets to people's hearts and minds and ability to move forward in their organization and to add to the corporate culture are the stories behind the bullet points. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it reminds me um, just now of that Maya Angelou quote about people don't remember what you did or what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. And what you were saying earlier, too, about being specific to be relatable, that reminds me of some of the training that I did in fiction writing, where they did talk about the more specific you are, the more universal it really will be. It's almost scary in, in how, how it works so well when it's done intentionally. Yes. Uh, in Return on Influence, you talk about how telling stories allows us to employ sound, tone, touch, body language, 
energy and excitement as we communicate. So maybe you could share a little bit more about those specifics or the mechanics of storytelling. I learned early in my career that there were certain stories that I could tell that everybody liked. And so I was doing session at a national convention and I started with a story about my mom. Now, this particular session was on strategic planning and I'm a certified strategic planner. So they asked to lead the discussion. So I started with this lovely story about my mom that had absolutely nothing to do with strategic planning. There was no way that I could ever connect it. And I knew as soon as I started and started seeing the eyes and the audience and all of this, this was not bright. This was not, you know. And so I thought, well, I have to address the elephant in the room. When I finished the story, I said, some of you may wonder why I told you that story since this is a session about strategic planning. And I said, the truth is, it's one of my favorite stories, and I just told it. It doesn't have anything to do with strategic planning. And they forgave me because I was honest and upfront about it, which is part of my journey. Many of the people, in fact, I know many of the people in that audience had had similar experiences, maybe not with a story, but with something that was it was easy for them, and it was always interesting and they would say it, but it didn't have anything to do with whatever point they were trying to make or whatever information they were trying to do. So in terms of what I said in the in the book is that the sound that we can employ when we're telling a story, you know, when you tell it, you don't have to have every little detail like you do when you write it, because you can paint the picture with not only words that are um, verbal, but you can help paint that picture with the tone of your voice or by moving from one spot to another or looking up when you're having a dialogue with somebody in your story. But those are the kinds of things that make people come along on the journey with you. That's all the different um, layers of details. Like you mentioned with writing, you have to add those descriptions in and, you know, using the five senses is a good, a good trick for that. And side note, I have a series coming up on that shortly. (laughs) Anyway, um, I love that we can use so many of these skills and techniques from fiction writing or literary writing and bring them into business to enhance our business stories stories really bring some humanity and relatability and they can really make people feel appreciated and part of the team and you know they're going to work every day and putting in a contribution that's truly appreciated so that improves our mental health and (laughs) makes us love our jobs and makes the world a better place so well and it spurs you know better performance and better productivity and a better bottom line and all those things that the that the accounting people are interested in until they have a story to connect with those numbers they're never going to remember whether it went up down or sideways because it just doesn't make sense for them and so that's what we're setting up to happen when we give people enough of our own personal experiences that they are much more independent in and empowered in what they do. Well, 
That's quite the return on influence. <laughs> That's the title of your book. And I'll um, definitely put the link to purchase that in the show notes. Um, thank you so much for being here today, Susan, and sharing your My love pleasure. of stories. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me, Catherine. Uh, where could people reach you if they want to connect for more information? Well, my website is really simple, SusanLukeEvans.com. All the contact information is on the website. There's a place where you can order the book on the website. And I um, am happy to give you a link, which I will send to you because I don't have it right at my fingertips, for anybody that, that's listening that might want to have a free chapter from the book, just to see if they think it is something that they would, would benefit from by reading the whole book. And by the way, it's not a huge long book. Not a lot of pretense here, but I will give you that link and, and anybody that's interested. And then, as I said, the other contact information is there. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook. So whatever your your methodology that you prefer to communicate, I'm there. I would be happy to talk to anybody that might want to talk about how to do this in your company or just for you personally. Yes, it's been very pleasant chatting with you, Susan. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure and my privilege. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found some inspiration for your creativity. Please join me next time for more about how words and stories enhance your brand to create the right connection. Thanks for listening to The Right Connection. If you have a question for Catherine, reach out to her by sending her an email, Catherine at CatherineBurrowsCreative.com or visit her website, CatherineBurrowsCreative.com. And don't forget to follow Catherine on social media. Until next time, thanks again for listening to The Right Connection.